Friends, we are living in a hard time, and it is not the first hard time. Any era in which loved ones head off to war, it's unbearably hard for the people who go and the people who stay behind. And right now, just this weekend, tragically war has broken out in the Middle East between Israel and Gaza. There's an earthquake in Afghanistan, and many of us have lived through wars in our home countries. These experiences are very hard. Waves of violence and natural disasters, they are not new, but every time they come, it's devastating. And inevitably, we ask, why? Why do these bad things happen? Is there a reason? Some people wonder, is God angry or is God trying to teach us a lesson? Are these signs that the world is coming to an end? And we ask, is our God allowing bad things to happen to good people? Is God allowing storms and fires to decimate cities, allowing wars to break out? If God is loving and powerful, why not protect us from all harm? Well, I think the parable that you just heard Father Kim read this week is one in which Jesus shows us a deep truth about God and about who God is for us. The message God gives us many, many chances to make good choices. And truly, it is up to us to hurt or help. In today's parable, Jesus says, there was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. So far, we can understand that the landowner in this story is God, who made this beautiful world the vineyard in which we live. And the tenants... Well, in the parable, the tenants are Israel, but also us, because God has put humans in charge of the world that belongs to God. And the story continues. When the harvest time had come, the landowner sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, stoned another. Again, the landowner sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. The meaning here, God has been trying down through time to reach out to us, asking for our cooperation and respect, sending angels, sending prophets to guide us, and so often we ignore or resist their messages. Finally, the story goes, the landowner sent his son to them, saying, 
they will respect my son. But when the tenants see the son, they say to themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seize him, throw him out of the vineyard, and kill him too. The landowner's son, Jesus, of course, and this awful story about the tenants killing the son, it's a preview of what humankind ends up doing to Jesus, putting him to death for challenging us to care for the vineyard, to live a better way, God's way, a way of love. This is a horrible, violent story. And, and Jesus asks his listeners one question based on this horrible, violent story. He asks, now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to these tenants? And the listeners, including the Pharisees, respond right away. He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. How quickly the crowd thirsts for blood, not seeming to notice that this story is a story about all of us. Why? Because like the tenants, we all fall short of God's plans and dreams for us. Like the tenants, we all miss, ignore, disregard, and squander the gifts that God gives. Imagine it like this. Someone gives you a beautiful present, and you take one look at it, and you say, not what I want, and you toss it away. That's us with the gifts that God gives us. And yet, imagine we receive more gifts, gift after gift after gift, and each gift we receive, we toss away. Imagine how God feels when we do this time and again, when we throw away God's gifts or even trample them on the ground. Think about how we treat the environment and sometimes even how we treat the people God sends us to love. The world in which we live, the people the land, the animals, the entire biosphere, this world does not belong to us. It belongs to God, and we simply borrow it. It's, it's like the tenants leasing the landowner's vineyard. We borrow this world, and yet often we live our lives oblivious to the extraordinarily incalculably magnificent gift that we experience by getting to live here, by getting to be here. And yet, 
fundamentally, this isn't a story about the mistakes that we humans make, although we make plenty of them. Strangely enough, given all the violence that I just talked about, it's also a story about love. This is a story about God's crazy amount of love for us in spite of all we do. Despite our violent and selfish ways, God keeps trying to love us, sending us chance after chance after chance, gift after gift after gift, even though our violent ways must break God's heart. When we harm the environment, God grieves. When we hurt ourselves, God grieves. When we hurt others, God grieves. I believe the evil in the world grieves God because God, the giver of constant gifts, loves us beyond anything we can imagine. God is all about love, as our presiding bishop Michael Curry likes to say. If it's not about love, it's not about God. So, so then where is God in the midst of, of violence? Every place you see love. That's where God is. Every place you see bravery, that's where God is. Every place you see helpers rushing in and performing selfless acts, you see God and God's love. God is with us in the most heartbreaking times, sending helpers, sending peace, sending love. And God gives each of us constant, countless opportunities to help God in the face of suffering, to show, like God, kindness and mercy and justice, to participate with God in what is life-changing and good. Sometimes we can make big, powerful moves that change lives. We could broker a peace agreement or pass important legislation or cure a disease, but far more often the way that we participate with God in changing, addressing the violence and suffering in this world and turning it into something that is life-changing and good just comes down to showing up. If a friend is suffering, we show up and sit next to them and hear them cry and hold their hand and probably say nothing. Just be there. In our tradition, we call that the ministry of presence. Just a fancy way of saying we show up. And I want to take a quick moment to tell you three ways that I believe that we can show up. And I know that I may sound totally old school about this, but here goes. Number one, you can show up simply with a good, strong handshake. 
And if you want to learn how to do a good, strong handshake, see Janald Blanchard, because he is the best. Another possibility is a warm hug. That human connection makes a huge difference. Secondly, the ability to simply say to someone else, I'm sorry. It takes real strength not to want to rush in and change the subject and cheer them up and, and jolly things along, but instead to just be present to another person's pain. And finally, go to where they are. And this is something that, that the African Christian Fellowship does so amazingly when a, one of their members has suffered a loss. Everybody shows up at their house and sits in a circle and just holds the space with them in their suffering. This is ministry of presence. This changes lives. People never forget that you showed up and you don't need to have a single clever or comforting thing to say, handshake, hug, I'm sorry, show up. Just be there. Suffering is real. It touches every life. And we do not have a God who cushions us from reality. We live very human lives in a very human world. And God is all around all the time, loving us throughout every single thing that happens. Let God use you as a force for good. Let God help you show up. Be present. And, and then let the energy of the Spirit flow through you in this hurting world. This is our way through every hard time. Amen.